listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host today, Jason Cook, and today we've got our guest presenter, Rodney Nambu, and also Carmelina in the studio. Hello, hello. hello Welcome. Hello. It's good <laughs> to have you. you here, Rodney. No, good to have you. Thank you for coming in and uh, and doing this. And this is our program called Connecting the Dots, and this is a program where we get... Um, I'm going to say something that might sound offensive. Ordinary people. <laughs> ordinary people like you and me, Rodney. We're ordinary people. And Carolina, yeah. We're not trained theologians is what I'm saying. Not at all. You know, most of the week we have our pastors uh, presenting and um, it's good sometimes to just get an ordinary person's perspective, a normal person who's not been theologically trained. What does faith mean to them and uh, how does it work out in, in our lives as well? And also... Today, I know you're sharing a bit of a, a story and perspective about um, uh, the book of Joshua. So, you know, how do we understand that and what can we gain from that? So it's great mm-hmm. to have you here today, Rodney. Thank you for having me. And uh, let me just um, uh, help our listeners get to know you a little bit. Where sure. Where are you from originally, Rodney? I can see you. Our listeners can't. <laughs> I can see that uh, you're not probably a native Australian. Yep, not at all. Yeah, well, um, I heard of Australia when I was in Zimbabwe and uh, America, and I was trying to figure out where I could go for my studies, and uh, yeah. So you've been to America, or you were considering whether you to go to America or Australia? I was considering, because my sister is in America at the moment. Okay, right. Yeah. Mm. So you've come from Zimbabwe, and uh, how long have you been in Australia? Ooh, I think uh, 15 years now, and counting. Mm. Yeah, I know you spent some time in Melbourne before you came to Tasmania, and I think I remember when you came to Tasmania because I think you came to our church. I think it was in the middle of winter from memory. It was. And I remember you <laughs> loving the cold. Oh, I was in trouble. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for it. Because Zimbabwe, I'm assuming, is a fairly warm sort of place. Uh, more like Perth, I, I would say. Perth, WA? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. can be warm, can be dry. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. yeah, so uh, I know the cold was... Um, was uh, a bit of a shock to you. Oh, very much. Yeah, <laughs> I had my heater on the whole week. Well, it's good to have you here today. And um, thanks for joining us again, Carmelini. It was a surprise to me that you turned up at the studio today. So We had a bit of a, a, a miscommunication. miscommunication. <laughs> and I ended up turning up and I probably didn't have to. But, oh, well, you, you're stuck with me, Jason. It's all good. <laughs> I, I love having you here. So it's good to have you here. Um, for our listeners today, we do have our show number. This is just for Tassie Encounters. Our show number is 0488 880891. That's 0488 880891. If you're listening for the first time today, write that number down because we've got a uh, book offer coming up. But uh, we're going to have a question for you as well. So uh, do uh, text us in. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe text us in. Tell us where you're listening from. Uh, share some thoughts. We've got a question for you that we'll share shortly. Also, um, this is your first time on Faith FM on Tassie Encounters and on Connecting the Dots, Rodney. It is. Uh, so hopefully we'll get you back again sometime. <laughs> but uh, And I hope you enjoy your first program with us today. Thank but, of you. course, all of our Connecting the Dots, which is where many people share their stories, their testimonies, and uh, how how uh, life is, is connected to their faith and... Um, We've got all of our past episodes online. You can 
go to our website, that's faithfm.com.au, and you can look up Tassie Encounters as a show, and you can find all of our past programs there. Also, if you've got the Faith FM Australia app, you can use that to find our shows as well. Just click on the Browse button down the bottom, and uh, you can find Tassie Encounters, or you can find Connecting the Dots as well. So it's a great way to catch up. And now, Rodney, I know you've uh, we asked you before, you know, have you listened to many of our programs? And you said, yeah, you've listened to a few, but it interferes with your work schedule, so you can't listen to it at work. Not really. And I said to you, yeah, but that's no excuse <laughs> because you can always go back and listen to our programs so true. after the event. So yeah. use the app or use the website. You can listen to all of our programs. So uh, I'm intrigued at today's title. You've uh, called it God Does Not Need Marketing. Mm. Give us a bit of an introduction to the program today. Yeah, uh, so, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, yeah, it is a bit of a cheeky sort of uh, topic. But, um, yeah, it came about when I was just having my morning devotion. And I was just thinking, um, uh, actually, it was in the book of Joshua that I was just reading. And I was just thinking, how much do I reach out to people and talk about God uh, more than actually my story. Mm. And uh, it got me thinking a lot. And I thought, oh, maybe I should just uh, have this as a topic for one of the sharing that I did at one church plant. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Awesome. Well, I, I heard that you shared this a few weeks ago. And yes. uh, I was keen to get you on to, or we were keen to get you on to to share this with us as well. Um, and so we're starting in the book of Joshua. And I know you're going to be just picking select uh passages through the book of Joshua. It's, it's quite a long book, actually. It is, yeah. Um, I actually listened to the entire book as I was half asleep this morning <laughs> on my uh, audio. Um, there's a lot in the middle that talks about how they divided up all the land. Are we going to go into that today? <laughs> uh, well, I think the, the main thing for this one, because it is a uh, quite a long book, but quite exciting, because it, it really starts in a, in a very interesting time for the Israelites. But I think um, we'll, we'll be able to really uh, drive into what we want to discuss today. Mm. Do we want to start reading some uh, verses out of Joshua chapter 1? Maybe before we start, I just wanted to maybe make a quick disclaimer just to uh, for listeners to understand where we're taking this. Sure. So basically, it's really uh, you know not about you know prosperity gospel, but the evidence-based worship where, where you see God's leading, both tangible and intangible ways, um, uh, to you and uh, for everyone around you. So the main idea is to really have a bit of a reflection, as we're going to be discussing this morning, of um, exactly where are we with our personal life with God and experience, where that is more audible or, or um, it, it's, it's more um, visual to people around us, more than what we say or what we do mm. around people. Mm. That's such a good point, that, and I'm, I'm glad you're presenting this because, uh, you know, that's... Uh, it's an interesting topic. So, yeah, because yeah. I think uh, in, in my experience, because I've done a lot of outreach, um, and I've always really been very much, uh, you know, excited about the whole reaching out to friends, you know, people uh, around me. Mm. But I've never really had time uh, when I get to see where I am, you know, with God, because it's easy to get very much entangled in the whole idea of um, of outreach mm. and um, miss your point where you are with God, where your your story. Um, could also be something that can be life-changing. Mm. Well, let's get into uh, some of the main content today. Sure. Should, should, we, uh, should we read some verses from Joshua 1 now? 
Yep. So, so probably uh, I'll just give a quick intro. So we're basically starting from the point or the time where uh, you know, Moses is dead and uh, God appoints Joshua to lead the children of Israel mm. uh, to the promised land, which is Canaan. So we'll start off probably by reading um, Joshua chapter 1, verse 3 to 8, uh, to 9. 3 to 9. We'll yes. And to we're reading that. this morning from the New King James Version. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. Euphrates. Euphrates, thank you. All the land of the Hittites and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to the father, to the fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Mm. So there's a lot of mention of that phrase there, uh, be strong and courageous in there, isn't there? Oh, for sure. (laughs) Very, very important, I think, because, I mean, I think Joshua was really being given a very, very big uh, responsibility, Mm. you know, because Moses uh, had uh, led the children of Israelites um, for for quite a while and uh, through a lot of things. But, um, yeah, uh, Joshua had to uh, take that task. It's a big um, responsibility. Very big, very mm. big indeed. Mm. And I think uh, such a, a very comforting and also encouraging sort of uh, um, um, interaction here where, where he's being given that confidence that uh, that God will be with him and also how it's important also for him to understand that he had to also observe the certain um, 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 law, laws and uh, and things that, that, that God had to, um, uh, that, that, he, God, that God had Ask them to do, yeah, and uh, in in all that uh, to get him to have that sort of uh, confidence that that success that that he had been promised by God would definitely be something that will happen where they were going to be in Canaan. Mm. Mm. That phrase to be strong uh, and of good courage, and it, in the last verse there, in verse nine, it says, "Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the mm. Lord your God is with you." Yes. That's repeated over and over again mm. in in the Bible. You know, mm. it's in Chronicles, mm. it's in Isaiah. It's mm. you find the same phrase over and, and over. And again. we need that. I mm. think it's important that uh, you realize that as humans, sometimes we we need that sort of um, you know confidence from God and and the promises that he gives us are real. Mm. And I mm. think um from from what Joshua saw uh, in Moses leading um he was also being promised the same thing uh, mm. that he was going to have that 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 same sort of uh, um um dealing where God was going to be helping him in the whole process of acquiring Canaan. Mm. 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 
Well, we'll go more into detail with that after the break. Um, before we go to our break this morning, we have a listener question for you. When was the last time you reflected on your relationship with God? Oof, heavy topic this morning. Mm. Um, text <laughs> us in this morning on 0488-880-891. We would love to hear from you. This is Called Me Higher by All Sons and Daughters. I could just sit I could just sit and wait for all your goodness Hope to feel your presence And I could just stay I could just stay right where I am And hope to feel you Hope to feel something
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we've got another episode of Connecting the Dots and this morning we have Rodney Nambu with us on the topic, God Does Not Need Marketing. Before the break, we had a question for you this morning. When was the last time you reflected on your relationship with God? Text us in this morning on 0488880891. We would love to hear from you. And we do have one person text in so far. Good morning, Anna from from Hobart. And she says, I suppose it's been a while since I've reflected on my relationship with God. And I think um, it happens to quite a few of us when things get quite busy. So thank you, Anna, for um, texting in this morning. We very much appreciate it. Yeah, now, Rodney, we've been uh, talking about the book of Joshua, and we've had a look at some verses from chapter 1, and I know you're going to be sort of working through the book of Joshua, mm, and not mm. we're not going to read the whole book. No, no, <laughs> we're just much going to focus on a little bit. So, Specifics, yes. Uh, we're at chapter 2. Uh, what uh, did you want to focus on out of chapter 2? Yeah, just the beginning, really, because uh, we now from the time where the spies are sent in Canaan uh, to have a bit of a survey of the land, and then we have uh, an interesting character that is met by the spies. So we're going to be starting from uh, chapter chapter 2 of uh, verse 1 to 5. Okay. And uh, I like reading from the New Living, so I've asked permission from you to, to read from <laughs> yeah, the New Living. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and it says, Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at Acacia Grove. He instructed them, Scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. But somehow, but someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, Bring out the men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, Yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. (laughs) Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting um, passage here because, I mean, there's a bit of, uh, you know, lies around. uh, Yeah, there is. It's interesting, isn't it? She was helping God's people, but she was lying at the same time. Mm. That's a bit of a conundrum, isn't it? Very great. But I Mm. think uh, we do Mm. understand that. I mean, God could have done something. uh, There wasn't any need for any sort of um, any lies or anything that would be in the grey. But uh, I guess it kind of worked. Mm, it did. <laughs> and they, yeah. And they uh, is this where they cr- crawled out the window and went down the side of the wall, or is that another? Yeah. Time? Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Mm. And I think uh, if we go to chapter of the same chapter, sorry, um, verse eight to eleven, coming. Yeah. Sure. Now, before they lay down, she came up to the she came up to them on the roof, and said to the men, "I know that the Lord has given you the land." that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Amen. Very, very interesting passage. Mm. And this is from someone who doesn't believe, 
in God. Yeah. And I guess we also um, got to know exactly what, what uh, sort of work she did. But mm. she, she also sort of feared God in the way, you know, she's sort of saying that there was a bit of a reputation, wasn't there, about the Israelites, how, oh, how they were they were winning their, their battles as oh, they were coming sure. through. So, yes, yes. so uh, she had respect for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is where my, my, my theme came from, where, where this basically is something that they heard. Mm. And, the, and and it wasn't a matter of them seeing Israel is the Israelites being very um, um, strong and fearful and having all this tact. They were afraid of their God, mm. and that God basically displayed all these things that she she was mentioning. And it wasn't anything that um, the Israelites told told um, the the, the uh, Rahab the lady, but basically what um, what they saw and uh, what they heard. Mm. And I think it's very important um, how this was just uh, an experience that they basically saw without the Israelites actually mentioning anything, and that's where I guess uh, this this thing comes from, where where it's it's also important that our lives can be um, a story and, and can market itself of who God is, mm. and when it does, then it's more powerful because it's real. And isn't it amazing that we we're still talking about this person? thousands of years later mm. yeah. uh, because of her actions mm, and, mm, uh, mm, mm. and yeah she mm. she saved those men and as a reward i guess she was saved when they invaded jericho and that was her biggest uh, i guess plea that mm. uh, she wouldn't be destroyed because mm. she knew it was going to happen yeah and that's the thing that really uh, i think uh, uh, catches my attention that she knew that the israelites were going to have this god mm. save them mm. and also uh acquired the land mm. and she wanted their mercy and mm. she got it so we've got a few more chapters that you're going to quickly review before we go to our next break with a few minutes so uh is that all we want to say about uh chapter three or is there more you want to focus on there uh well i think um yeah um chapter three also i mean the part of crossing the the river jordan yeah and um just having those sort of um Experiences that people could actually see and 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 uh, and um, understand who the Israelites were. It was a matter of them seeing uh, something that that they were capable of. Now, this, what was God. An, this was another parting of the waters event, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. like the Red Sea, but this time Correct. it was the River Jordan. And it was yeah. interesting because I actually um, uh, hadn't really thought about it until um, preparing this. That uh, yeah, it it happened twice, mm. and it, it says here in verse fifteen that uh, the it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. So it sounds like this was a, a pretty full flowing river, mm, mm, and mm. Uh, they had to cross it. Which we know that when there's floods here, you don't go in the river. Oh no, <laughs> you yeah. stay away oh. from it. Oh. So very dangerous. So they yeah. had to rely on God to uh, help them through that. Mm. And that's from uh, uh, chapter three, fourteen to seventeen where that actually happens and uh, the priests get to uh, cross um, uh, with uh, the rest of the people. Mm. Mm. What's in uh, Chapter 4 that you want to look at? Yeah, so Chapter 4, I guess, uh, you know, um, being a very big task that Joshua had, he had to have some people help him out. And uh, we see there is a uh, choosing of men, 12 men uh, as sub-leaders to, to uh, just help in the running of the Israelite camp. And uh, we're going to pick out a few things from uh, verse uh, chapter five as well. Um, yeah, uh, chapter five uh, 
probably maybe I might just uh, uh, do it this way. Um, chapter four is the uh, uh, selecting of the sub uh, of the sub leaders, mm. and then chapter five there's a preparation of the Passover feast, mm. um, and then we jump into chapter six where um, Israel Israel takes over Jericho and spares the life of. Rahab, because basically all this had happened uh, before the mm. actual acquisition. Yeah. So, so the acquisition ended up happening a bit later in the uh, uh, um, uh, in, in, the, in the whole process. And this was the actual, the famous, the Battle of Jericho. Was there you go. Yes, yes. In. Which, which I think uh, for the listeners, if you have time, uh, if you go through that, it's a very interesting. Um, um, uh, event is, because is that, uh, is that all in chapter six? Is it the Battle of Jericho? Yes, it is. I think. Mm. Yeah, fascinating story where they march around the the city and did nothing really, <laughs> and did nothing apart from blow their trumpets. Yep, yeah. and the uh, the walls came tumbling down. Mm. Yes, and then it's we a have great, great song about that, isn't there? there oh is. yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually did ring a bell. Mm. Jericho got mm. taken down by music. Mm. No, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, and also I, I think um, if uh, if you can all recall in the beginning. We did. Uh, we did see uh, God mention the importance of obedience mm. and the importance of of uh, Joshua um, just uh, uh, basically going through all his all the all the, all, all the things that God had instructed him to do. Where basically uh, it wasn't just a matter of of him just following God, but also he had to have you know uh, that that honor, respect, and also just. Uh, um, Observing what God had asked him to do and meditate on those things, and then we see that in chapter chapter seven, there is a uh, Achan who who disobeys um, um, God's um, commandments, and in that whole process, um, everyone else gets gets to feel the 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 mistake that he did. Mm. And I think uh, it's important to understand that when it comes to following God, I think here it shows how. You just don't follow God without also taking time to observe what He asks you to do. And some of the times we forget that what He asks us to do is actually important for us. And if we obey Him, you know, um, there is the aspect of of things going well for us, and not just uh, for us, but also for those around us. Because at the end, for Achan's uh, mistake, it did affect the whole Israelite. Mm. Mm. We're going to go to another break. Yes, and before we do, just a reminder of our listener question this morning. When was the last time you reflected on your relationship with God? Text us in this morning on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We also have our book offer that will be coming through later in the program, The Faith I Highly Recommend. Be sure to stick around. This is Red Sea Road by Ellie Holcomb. We've buried dreams, laid them deep into the earth behind us, said our goodbyes at the grave, but everything reminds us. God knows we ache when He asks us to go on. How do we go on? We will sing. To our souls, we won't bury our hope Where He leads us to go There's a Red Sea Road When we can't see the way He will part the waves And we'll never walk alone Down the Red Sea Road 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we've got Rodney Nambu, who's uh, our guest presenter on Connecting the Dots today. We've been talking about the book of Joshua and uh, how God does not need a marketing person, I guess. <laughs> well, God does not need marketing. Marketing team. <laughs> he doesn't need a marketing team because he has us. So. Yeah. Um, now, before the break, Rodney, we were talking about, I think the last thing we were talking about was the sin of Achan, and mm. uh, we didn't focus a lot, but this is in Chapter 7. If you read the, all of Chapter 7, you'd find out that Achan, after a... Um, after one of their battles, yes, uh, they were instructed to destroy all of the things, all of the material mm. things, and um, this guy Aiken kept some for himself. And uh, I'll just read a couple of verses from chapter 7. It says in verse 19, it says, Then Joshua said to Aiken, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, by telling the truth. Make your confession and tell me what you have done. Don't hide it from me. Achan replied, It is true, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. Among the plunder I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon, 200 silver coins and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent with the silver buried deeper than the rest. So he'd uh, done things that were disobedient to what God had instructed. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he was, it was causing out. trouble and he was yeah. called out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important uh, to understand that uh, you know, God is really clear uh, when it comes to uh, what he expects from us. And uh, sometimes I think um, that was important um, for, for, for God to really, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, put Aiken in the spot because mm. it was important for everyone to realize that you know God God uh, was willing to help Israel, but at the same time also wanted Israel to also uh, be obedient. And he takes obedience pretty seriously because uh, mm. in this event Aiken actually lost his life. Uh, uh, I think along with his family as well as yeah, a result of, yeah. of his yeah. disobedience. And so mm. I think today we take disobedience uh, casually, lightly. Mm. We don't uh, think of it as, as so seriously, but we ought to. Oh, no, we yeah. do. We do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess m- maybe it's not as brutal <laughs> as back mm. in the days. Mm. But I think um, when we obey God and observe and meditate uh, what He expects um, uh, of us, I think it does help us in whatever we, we experience. Mm. And I think that's what gave um, Israel the confidence of uh, acquiring Canaan because they knew that God. And I had promised, and he was going to deliver. He would be with them uh, if they were obedient to him. Mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Now, uh, I think we're going to go to chapter 9. What, uh, <laughs> what do you want to focus yeah. in in chapter oh, 9? Chapter 9 is very interesting because we see that there is a lot of fear creeping in the land of Canaan. And, uh, and actually, I didn't even know um, until I read the whole book, or, part of the, or almost the whole book, that there's so many kings and so many empires. And then we see that uh, in chapter 9 that this big empire that really see the threat uh, coming from the Israel, Israelites. And uh, they just go above and beyond to try and find ways to save themselves. And uh, I think maybe we could try and read um, chapter 24 to 26. Basically, it's about uh, uh, this uh, empire that basically tries to lie their way to try and save their lives mm. um, because they knew that uh, God was definitely going to take over Canaan. So verses 24 to 26. In chapter 9. In chapter 9. So they answered Joshua and said, Because your servants were clearly told that the Lord your God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Um, Therefore, 
We were very much afraid for our lives because of you, and have done this thing. And now here we are in your hands. Do with us as it seems good and right to do to us. So he did to them and delivered them out of the hand of the children of Israel, so that they did not kill them. Mm. Yeah, there was obviously a <laughs> reputation that was going before them. Oh, definitely, definitely, and and, and I think it's a, it's a very encouraging um, uh, book, in my opinion. Of just how God can work mm. in in our lives so much that other people can see, mm. and if if even even those that don't like you can even feel uh, intimidated not by you, but by the fact that you have this God that is on your side. Mm. And I think with these people, um, they they lied. They went in as uh, as foreigners and basically um, it sounded like they wanted refuge uh, from the Israelites. But later on, they discover that they actually had an empire in uh, in Canaan, mm. and I think uh, it just just this just shows how sometimes w- for ourselves as well, we just have to have a relationship with God that can make people see and understand, you know, who is on our side and who actually is working in our lives. And in doing that, um, that is more audible than um, the idea of uh, I guess us maybe uh, talking more about God. Mm. Mm. Hey, you've got another example. Uh, in uh, Genesis of the story of Joseph, just a very brief. Um, oh, I mean, Joseph's that story is my is, favorite. <laughs> it's a fascinating story, isn't it? I had to sneak it in because, but, uh, uh, yeah, but this is just a short, um, uh, tiny little bit of his experience. Mm, more of an add-on to to this uh, theme, because Joseph, for me, uh, is a very interesting character. Where where um, he was taken in, into a foreign land, and yet uh, in his experience, he basically. Um, really, is, uh, he 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 saw God um, every time, meditated on 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 his precepts, his his uh, um, uh, ordinances, and in all that, even those that did not know God, uh, they saw that he was he was with him. Mm. And I think it's a very powerful thing that in Joseph's story, there was nothing that he showed or or, or could show that um, that there was anything because he was a slave. Mm. And yet, in his experience, people saw something remarkable, which wasn't just him, but the God that was in him. So, do, do you want to read? Just uh, the, do you want us to read these few verses? How uh, Joseph um, uh, handled the situation in Potiphar's house, or um, maybe we can start off by reading um, chapter thirty-nine, verse one to three. Yeah. So, when Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did, and he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. Yeah, there it is. Wow. There's, there's that, uh, the free marketing. <laughs> mm, mm, there you go. Yes, yes, yes. And I think uh, with him being a slave, I guess he didn't really have a platform to really say anything about his religion or any, or, or, or what, what mattered the most in his life. And yet um, his character and his lifestyle spoke for itself. Mm. Mm. Now, just before we've got two minutes before we go to break, you've got a bit of a story about this guy by the name of Joe. Is it Girard or Girard? Girard? We can call him Girard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's a very interesting um, uh, story. I just thought I'd also sneak that in as well mm. because, um, you know, he's, he, well, he held uh, the Guinness World uh, um, uh, record for being the greatest salesman in the world. 
where he sold over 13,000 cars in uh, of Chevrolet dealer between 1963 and 1978. And on average, um, sold two cars every day. Um, and um, up to six if, if, um, um, if we take away the holidays and weekends. Mm. And um, I think it was, in, yeah, 174 cars during his best months. Wow, and uh, I think the best year for him was one thousand four hundred twenty-five cars, and the selling of uh, more more vehicles, I guess, happened uh, about ninety percent of all other dealer, uh, dealers in the north of Africa at that time, so of America at that time. So basically, he sold more than ninety um, percent um, of the dealership um, cars in uh, in America, basically, uh, and just on his own. And uh, what what basically I think uh, he he. Uh, uh, got him that success was just how he stayed in touch with his customers and and um, how he didn't really have any crazy discounts or anything but just um, had a small little note that he always stuck to his uh, uh, customers which basically said I like you and he always sent those um, little notes to the customers every year mm. but that made a difference mm. and um, yeah but uh, with such a very um, um, you know simple thing Came a very big outcome, mm. and uh, now now we we rid of, we rid of him. Unfortunately, he did pass away uh, in 2019 at 91 years old. Mm. But it's a very interesting um, uh, concept of 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 just his marketing strategy, where he basically uh, used simple things but yet effective. Mm. 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 We got a text from Margie Carmelina. Yes. Would you like to share this? Yes, she says hi, guys. Good morning, Margie. By the way. Hi guys, I don't want to boast or anything, but I'm continually reflecting on my relationship with the Lord. I love the Lord so much. I keep asking Him to give me His strength um, to make my heart like His heart. Mine is no good. All of ours is no good. And mm. he, she says, I want to go to heaven with Jesus. Thank you for texting in this morning, Margie. Thanks for sharing. Our book offer today is called The Faith I Highly Recommend, and this is for thinkers and seekers by John Thomas McLarty. With colourful strokes of personal testimony and cleverly crafted comparisons, author John Thomas McLarty paints a picture of the laws of God that ultimately point to the one profound truth, God is love. By this uh, reading this book, you'll gain confidence in a loving God and discover ideas and practices to help you cultivate a vibrant spiritual life. This is Never Lost by Cain and Essential Worship. Miracles when you move, such an easy thing for you to do. And your hand is moving right now. And you are still showing of every Lazarus and your voice is calling me out and right now I know you're able and my God will come through again cause you can do all things and you can do the battle no you've never lost the 
listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we are finishing up our program this morning with Rodney Nambu on the topic, God Does Not Need Marketing. Before the break, as promised, we have our giveaway for this morning. The Faith I Highly Recommend, Adventist Spirituality for Thinkers and Seekers by John Thomas McLarty. To claim this book off of this morning, there's not many to give away. Three copies only. Three copies. Um, be sure to text in the code. Are you ready? The code is FAITH43, F-A-I-T-H, and the numbers four and three, no spaces. Text that in to 488-880-891. That code is FAITH43, F-A-I-T-H, and the numbers four and three, no spaces. Text that in to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. So, Rodney, I can see from all of the examples you've given today that what you're really saying is, and I think I agree with this, is that if we live a life that's obedient to what God has called us to live, then we are God's marketing plan. Oh, <laughs> Our sure. lives actually are God's marketing, and that's how mm. it's meant to be. Mm. People ought to be able to see something different about us, and I guess that's a, that's the uh, challenge, isn't it, for our society these days. It's so easy to mix in with society so that you're no different to anyone else. That's the tendency of what we want to do. But God actually calls us to be something a little bit different, to mm. be something that people can see mm. and uh, and actually seek and want. <laughs> so um, what, are, what are some takeaway points for us, apart from what I've just summarized? <laughs> what, are, what are some of your summary points today? No, thanks, Jason. I think you did very well on that because I think it's very important to understand that in a secular world, sometimes we feel the need to reach out to friends, families so much and sometimes forget about ourselves. And when we do, I think we are caught up in that uh, very discouraging time where we're thinking, okay, um, how is my friend or my neighbor going to know about God you know, if, I, mm. if I'm not vocal enough? Mm. When sometimes it's also about your life. Um, mm. And I think the challenge that I'm just going to give to the listeners is uh, just to have a bit of time of uh, reflection. Uh, you know whether when you've had your um, fresh testimonies um, that 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 you um, can think of uh, you know in your daily experience with God because those are very important because mm. th- those experiences are the ones that I think can make people um, you know, ha- have time to reflect on who um, who God is just through your lifestyle mm. and. Uh, <clears throat> And how he's looking after us on a daily basis. 100%. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think uh, that, that's very powerful because mm. at the end, I think everyone is looking for an answer to what life you know, is all about and what it's going to bring. Mm. And I think like the Israelites, when God is at work in someone's life, uh, people will notice, will notice it, but the in- individual having the experience will not have control what the people will see. Mm. And I think that's where it's very uh, interesting how sometimes we don't know what people will see and uh, and praise God about or what people will, will acknowledge and realize that it's not just you, but there is someone living within you uh, making that difference. There's something mm. greater than us. <laughs> There's 100%. something bigger than us. Yes. Mm. And in honoring God, we are given confidence that we will fulfill everything He has uh, promise to us, mm. and the greatest lie is to think that we can we can find a better guide than God in emergencies, defense, or situations. Mm. And Satan mm. tries to hide the act of God in our physical world, making God seem spiritual and not present in the real world, 
where his actions are visible. Mm. Mm. And that's the hardest part. And that's what this program is all about. That's why I love our Friday programs because <laughs> this is where the rubber hits the road. Mm. You know, mm. if, if our faith doesn't make a difference in our day-to-day life, you know, if our belief in God isn't changing our lives in some way that, that hopefully people can see, mm. then what's the point? Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. And uh, and if I think what you're saying here is that, that um, <clears throat> if we seek God daily, if we trust in him, he will make a difference in our lives. <laughs> and that difference is just not just for ourselves, but for everyone. For everyone mm. and for those mm. around us mm. as well. Yeah. And I think for me, I've always been, uh, you know, thinking, why do I have uh, testimonies that are just, uh, you know, stale and old that I can just reflect mm. when I was young in mm. Zimbabwe? But uh, not fresh testimonies because they're important. <laughs> and they're important for my outreach as well when I mm. want to reach out because I have fresh testimonies, fresh energy that can give me the enthusiasm for God. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm going to share a little testimony just in 30 seconds. You know, um, <laughs> sure. yesterday I, I did a bit of a, a trip up um, a mountain to uh, check on some radio equipment and <clears throat> something had, had happened and uh, some equipment had fallen down. Oh, no. And in all accounts, it should have broken. It should mm-hmm. have broken. It fell oh. meters down. Oh. And uh, when I inspected it all and tested it out, all of the equipment was in working order. Oh, wow. wow. You know, and uh, I was speaking to somebody afterwards and they said, you know, God was really looking after <laughs> that situation because, you know, we didn't have to replace the equipment. We just got to um, secure it better. Mm. So, oh, it would have been expensive too. Yeah. 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 Mm, so mm, God yeah. looks after us in little ways. Mm. He does. He does. But in significant ways as well. Mm, mm. You know, as I said, I think it's, it's sad how Satan blinds us from those things, those mm. little experiences that actually mm. can really make us see mm. that, hang on, this mm. wasn't me. Mm. But I think we, uh, we're caught up in the whole um, life that we, we always, you know, the red race and mm. not really seeing how, you know, those things uh, that make us very busy actually, actually you know, take, take us away from God. Mm. Mm. And we need to always uh, calibrate ourselves and uh, like what I've been trying to do, having the morning devotions that I think uh, has landed me here, yeah. where where I had this question of, um, you know, what, what's happening in my life other than me trying to market for God. Mm. Mm. Now, uh, you've got a few points here just in relation to Israel that uh, you've drawn out of this book of Joshua, I assume. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to just share those as we wrap up? Yeah, sure. So um, the, um, Israel had uh, the River Jordan uh, divided uh, for them to cross. Uh, the wall of Jericho fell with no human effort. Mm. Heathen nations were defeated no matter how strong they were. Mm. And we're talking of many empires here. Mm. And all in the eyes and listening of those uh, that did not know God. Mm. And we can live in a way people can evidently see the hand of God working and not just spiritual things. Mm. Mm. So it's not, as somebody say, uh, you know, we we can be in the clouds sometimes. You know, we're mm. we're of so much spiritual uh, contents that we can't be any of earthly use. And so oh, that's, for sure, we mm. need to make our faith real, uh, real, and yeah. and can be seen by everyone. Yeah, can be seen. Fantastic! I think that's great. Thank you for sharing that today, and I think it's really uh, helped uh, us. So it's helped me, and mm. and hopefully it's helped you as well. Um, hone our our focus back to how God actually works in our lives. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah. how that actually makes a difference to, to people around us as well. Mm. Next 
next uh, Monday, I think Carmelina is going to be hosting yes. a program. <laughs> is it with Afi? Yes, me and Afi Tuoi. We're going to continue the talk on Ephesians, I believe. Yeah, chapter two, part chapter two. Chapter two, part two. We've been going through it nice and steady, and it's been a nice, um, nice breakdown as well. You've been taking most of those, haven't you? On Mondays, yes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> next week, I've got to do something else. So thank you for stepping in. Fine, I can do that. And next Friday on yes. Connecting the Dots, you're actually going to be presenting yes. a program for us. Gonna be me. So mm. be sure to tune in. Um, our topic is going to be gratitude. So we're talking about how gratitude is a 21st century issue. So be sure to join us for that episode. Hopefully you might have some things to contribute to the conversation. I think we've got one more copy of the book to give away. Yes, I think so. So the code for today's book offer, the faith I highly recommend, is FAITH43, F-A-I-T-H-4-3, texted into 0488 well, thank you for listening today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Rodney, for That's coming right, in me. and uh, presenting for us today. Appreciate it. Thank you. May you encounter with Jesus more today, and uh, God bless you. I've been stacking up the years I spent trading punches with the enemy. Built myself a double-thick stone tower lies higher than the eye can see. Trapped in my flesh and bone. Crying out to you, Lord, I'm desperate Love, come rattle this cage and set me free All of my fears, like Jericho walls Gotta come down, come down All of my fears, like Jericho walls Gotta come down, come down, oh My prison turns to ruin Cutting straight to the heart of me Long before I ever called your name You were fighting for my victory Carved in your flesh and bone The wounds that have set my soul's forgiven Oh, now I can feel the darkness trembling All of my fears like Jericho walls Gotta come down, come down All of my Father, lie.